Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back to the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Ryan Roberts. After a brief hiatus after my vacation, we are ready and geared up for the college football season. We also have two final position groups that we intend to get through for our 2022 2023 previews if you haven't realized folks i am very rusty after taking a week and a half off uh so <laughs> bear with me ryan how are you doing today what what was that face you i could made? i couldn't find the mute button i'm sorry i couldn't find I, that was a really odd face it's just like, i know i'm sorry man i was on a different screen reading a bio and then you said that quickly and then i was like i'm not even on the right screen and i don't have the mute button but i'm good man i'm good how are you how was italy how was how was the uh the italian way I'm good, even though I had to, to work a little bit when I was on the trip. Uh, I will say that I, I do feel quite refreshed, a break that, that I definitely needed because I've worked nonstop for what was basically a year and a half. So to, to, to get set up like this for the college football season, to be ready to go with all the responsibilities that I have with, with work and, and to be able to provide all the commentary we're going to give, uh, I, I definitely, definitely need it. How, how was your week well, away for me? It was good, man. It was good. I enjoyed it. It was it was fantastic. Uh -oh. If I'm being, I'm just kidding. I'm not just kidding. <laughs> what what, what was the best? What was the best food that you had out there? What was the best food? Oh, dude, the well, the pasta is amazing. The pizza is amazing. But the, the one thing that I keep coming back to one mm -hmm. of the one of the days we we were on a boat and we were like stopping at these a couple different spots near the the, the coastline. We stopped at this one little town and we were walking through looking for like a quick something to eat. Mm -hmm. And there was this tiny little shop that had these cups full of pesto pasta, like cold oh, pesto pasta. So yeah. I got a cup of cold orchiette with pesto and green beans, and it was the best freaking cup of pasta I've ever had. I dude, I love pesto, man. Pesto mm. is my jam. I love, 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 love pesto. So I'm there with you. I'm there with you on the pesto. Yeah, That's I have awesome, a, I have an idea to start a to open up a little shop like that. Could you imagine putting one of those outside of a bar? For for people wow. to like at two in the morning to be buying cups of cold pasta, oh, people would love that stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. I, I mean, you have any gelato out there too? Big fan of gelato. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, plenty of yeah. gelato. <laughs> that's good. Too, that's good. Too much, if anything. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, we don't need to recant too much, but mm -hmm. let's get into today's quarterback pairing. As we're starting with the defensive backs, we got Kelly. Wait, what did you say the pronunciation is? It's not Kelly Ring. It's Keely Ringo. I think it's Keely Ringo. Yep. We've got Keely Ringo from Georgia. We've got Eli mm -hmm. Ricks, formerly of LSU, now of Alabama. Two long athletic corners. We're going to dive into them. Before we get to them, though, 
I want to talk to you folks briefly about our sponsor. You guessed it, Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports contests and even with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information from live in-game betting props and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Ryan, we've got a fun pairing today with these two prospects. I, I will say, not to divulge too much of my opinions on these guys, mm-hmm. they're very similar, but the evaluation of the two of them is very different, if that makes sense. I, I actually don't know what you mean by that. Okay. I would love to hear it. Love, let's, 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 let's dive it. Let's start into Eli, Eli Ricks first. He was okay. playing opposite of Derek Stingley for a good part of the beginning of last season, goes yep. down with a shoulder injury, misses the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. I think that part of his evaluation is complicated because he didn't play a lot last season, because okay. he his usage in that defense as well. You see the physical tools that the guy has. The guy's tall, he's long, moves really fluidly. Mm-hmm. But he didn't play a lot of man coverage, played a lot of off in those few games that, that he had. So it's hard a to fully... Z- a lot of, lot of zone, a lot of off. Yep, you're not wrong. And yeah. a lot of deep, deep drops. Like he was like 15 yards off off the ball in some of those some of those drops. But I, yep. I think evaluating him is, is a little tricky because we don't necessarily know what he does as a man coverage corner. And maybe yeah. we get to see that now that he's at Al- Alabama. It's, it's really awkward, Joe, I mean, honestly, because LSU has kind of made a living off of having press man corners. I mean, you think about the Derek Stingleys of the world going back right. to like the Pat, Pat Peets. Like those guys have played a lot of man. I mean, even when Jalen Mills was there and he kind of played a little bit between outside and safety and did all that stuff, even they would let him play a lot of press man. So I, I, was, I was confused watching Eli Ricks, to be honest Same. with you. And there, there could be two ways to look at this, right? It could be a a coaching flaw where they just didn't trust him to do something for whatever reason, or, and where I actually am leaning towards, I don't think Eli's a great athlete. Did you, did you get great athlete on film? I, I, I don't know, man. I I I think think, he's, he's tall. And that's the, that's the issue that we get into with talking about these corners that are tall. And I think he might be, I'm just guessing like a hair longer than uh, Kaylee Ringo. I'm just guessing just from Mm -hmm. looking at him on tape. He moves well for his size. Like, he can move well for his size. Mm-hmm. But Kaylee Ringo, not to spoil anything, is the far superior athlete. Yes. Oh, no, no. Ke- Kaylee Ringo, when we get into him. Keely. Keely Ringo. You're fine, man. You're fine. If, <laughs> when we when we get into him, we'll talk about his track background and, I mean, supposed 4-3-40 guy. You know who Eli reminds me of? And not quite the same because they're a little different stylistically. But I get some Trayvon Diggs vibes with him, which oh, it's well, no, that's both a positive and a negative, right? Because is it though? Because well, he's now going to Alabama too, and it's just like we're gonna do this this game all I, again. <laughs> I think I think the best parts of Trayvon Diggs are there on tape with Eli Ricks. I see good ball skills, I see crazy length, and I see a good, very good spatial awareness, which I think is why they played him in a lot of zone coverage. I but I do think that. The reason that he hasn't been employed too much in man-to-man, at least from the film that I've watched, is because I don't think he's a great 
athlete in a straight line. Like I think he's probably like a mid four five type of athlete, like a four five four, four five five, which is fine if he's a cover three heavy type of corner, plays a lot of zone, plays some off man, does that type of stuff. So I think that he might be slightly vertically challenged, but that doesn't mean he's not a good player for the system. Like Trayvon Diggs just had 11 interceptions, right? Like he was a really successful player for the role that he played for the Dallas Cowboys. It's just, if I'm a heavy man scheme, I'm not going to love Trayvon Diggs. But for what Dan Quinn, the Dallas Cowboys do, you really like Trayvon Diggs. So I think there's a scheme dependency to Eli Ricks. I think he could be good in that scheme, but I think I'm missing a high caliber of athlete. I think he's fine. I don't think he's special in any department, in my opinion. Yeah, I I like that thought. And Trayvon Diggs didn't come to mind, but the more that you discuss this, the more that it comes to mind. And I think that's why there's such divisiveness when debating how good Trayvon Diggs is. And it fits exactly what you're saying. For the role that he plays in that defense that covets large, long corners to play cover three, he does a really good job. And he had a lot of interceptions Mm -hmm. because he has really good awareness in spaces that he needs to be, uh, you know, make plays on the football. I watched him against UCLA and he made a really nice play where he didn't have to launch himself to make a play or make a ridiculous catch, but he was in his drop. He was in good positioning. It was a tight window that was tried to be forced by Dorian Thompson Robinson. And he is aware not every corner is going to make those plays because a lot of guys in college lack awareness at the corner position. And he was able to make a play on the football and get an interception. Like that was really nice to see, but that's a really good point is uh, I think that there definitely is a reason why he's not playing man coverage because Derek Stingley was playing opposite of him for the beginning of the season. Right. And he's playing a lot of man coverage and that's why he was drafted so highly. But when you get to Eli Ricks, maybe we get more of that and we get to be exposed to more of that now that he's at Alabama. But if, if Trayvon Diggs was doing the same stuff when he was at Alabama, wasn't, I don't know for the fact, cause I didn't watch as much, do as much film study as you did on Trayvon Diggs coming out of Alabama. I would mm-hmm. assume he wasn't doing as much man. Is that, was that the no. case? Yeah, no, he was, he was sitting back in zone and he was using his length. Like that was a big thing I, for me with Eli Ricks. I mean, you just mentioned playing across from Derek Stingley over the last couple of years they're completely different players, right? It's like if you get Derek Stingley up in someone's face and let's say he has a bad jam and he gives up an easy release, he has the type of athleticism and recovery speed to make up for things. Right. I'm not sure Eli has that. I'm not sure he has Hmm. good recovery speed. I think that he has very good zone awareness. I think he has really good eyes. I think he has good ball skills and he has length. So he can play. Like he's going to be a good player on the NFL level, in my opinion, as long as the off the field stuff doesn't derail that. And I, I don't know if we want to get into much of that conversation here, but I do think, in my personal opinion, there's a little bit of scheme dependency. And that doesn't, I mean, I just think that like a Dan Quinn, who is the, you know, he's the prototype cover three heavy scheme, right? Dan Quinn's going to value Eli Ricks tremendously, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But some teams that run, almost exclusively man coverage, especially press man. He's useless. I don't want to say he's, well, he's yeah, not useless, I mean, but he's he's gonna get exposed and he's right. not gonna play to his his full potential. He's not he's gonna be way further down the board for those types of teams, to your mm-hmm. point, right? Like he's not gonna be as useful. So I guess you can say useless, right? Like it makes sense. So yeah, I think there's some scheme dependency. He's a good player for the system, but I don't see a and especially at the top of a class, I'm going to look at a guy where I think can do a little bit of everything, right? Like I'm always going to value the guy that can do more. 
I don't think Eli Ricks is going to be a plus player in every different a variety of coverage, but I think in a specific coverage, he can be a very good player, if that makes sense. The one, not counter, but additional fold for that Trayvon Diggs comparison, I will say I do think that Eli Ricks is a better prospect coming out than than Diggs is. I, I didn't like Diggs as a prospect. I, yeah, I remember I was, you hated him. Yeah, I had like a third-round grade on him. Like I wasn't a big Diggs fan. Like I thought he was, for the scheme... He fell into a good spot, obviously, with Dallas, with Dan Quinn and everything. But, I mean, the thing about Trayvon Diggs, and I don't want to unpack and, and, you know, just, like, throw shade at the kid, but he had 11 interceptions last year for the Cowboys, which is awesome. That's an incredible number. But also, he gave up, like, a 1,000 yards in coverage, right? So, like, he is the most he's the most volatile corner in the NFL right now because it's, right. like, creates turnovers, but – technically not a great player like it's just he's just not if you really dig into it he's an enigma he's an enigma yeah and he takes a lot of chances I don't think Eli Ricks takes as many chances as Trayvon Diggs which I think will help him he's not going to give up as much I think as Trayvon but he's also not going to have as many interceptions I think he had like four and as a freshman and I mean the kid can bait people at times and I think his own awareness really helps but all that to say is, yes, I like Eli Ricks more than I liked Trayvon Diggs coming out of Alabama. I was not a big Trayvon fan. Again, right mm-hmm. system, good fit, awesome, but there was a lot of scheme dependence for that. And if he fell into the wrong system, I was not going to be a fan of the fit at all. And I think on that note, considering where Diggs was selected, I think after you get out of the first round, cover three teams are going to be really horned up seeing that, that Eli Ricks is on the board and I think somebody's yeah. going to trade up to go take him like this is this is a top top 50 pick this is certainly going to be a top 50 pick I think he's it's got the skills possible. for it and teams are going to be excited about seeing how tall and long he is and, and all it takes is one cover three team being like I want him I'm trying to think yeah. outside of who outside of the Cowboys that would be and it might end up just being a Cowboys pick to play opposite of Diggs but that'd be fun. Uh, that'd be fun. I, Inevitably, though, I think this this he is likely a top fifty pick. And I know I skipped over a little bit of the backstory, Joe. So he was yeah, actually we kind of jumped into it a little too quickly. That's on me. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, you're fine. I mean, so he was a five star recruit. He's always been a highly coveted player. He was at Modern Day High School actually, and then he finished up his career at IMG Academy. So he's oh. seen the best of both worlds. His younger brother Desmond Ricks, actually, Joe. I don't know if you know this, is the top. Well, I think by one recruiting platform, he's the number one overall player in the 2024 class, also playing at IMG Academy. So we're going to be talking about another Ricks most likely in a couple of years, but he was rated by ESPN as the number 29 overall prospect. He was a five-star by 247 and rivals. So this has always been a guy and he, that's why he played immediately at LSU. He had a little bit of off season stuff. I think there was some marijuana thing right that popped up in the offseason I, I didn't really like dig that dive too much into mm. it but it's just something that's going to have to be evaluated a little bit but certainly a talented player I'm interested to see how he fits at Alabama because I mean there's no better cornerback coach in college football than Nick Saban in my opinion right like he does a tremendous job on the back end with this with the corners and safety so interested to see him in a full year of development and certainly there's a reason that he's been this highly touted for so long all right, flipping on over to Keely Ringo from Georgia. Mm-hmm. I'll let you get in the backstory, but I, I just have to point out this dude is big as shit, man. The, <laughs> he's so he's listed at six foot two. He's probably six one and, and three quarters, just off of the assumption that we always have with with these measurements. But the guy's two ten. 
I don't know many corners that are 210, and he plays like it, and he's built like it. This isn't like a a deceptive 210. That is a big freaking corner. That is Mm -hmm. massive. Like I I can't even think of off the top of my head a 210-pound corner in the NFL. Corners are notoriously the biggest prima donnas on any NFL team next to wide receivers. And a lot of them, all they t- talk about is like, I want to be slim. I want to look good. I want to stay at like 190. That's usually the, the the range that you get, 190, 195. To be 210 as a corner is ridiculous. We talk about big boys. This is the only big boy in the corner group. <laughs> and I know that we we dropped our we dropped our ultimate team today, right? And I dr- I drafted Keely Ringo as the top corner in that in that in that situation in that in that uh, experiment. Because of what you just said, Joe, he is 6'2", 210 pounds, length. And if you go back to his high school data, 10'4", 300-meter runner, 21'18 in the mm. 200. So this guy was a flyer in those events. He was a state champion state champion in both events out of the state of Arizona. He went to Saguaro High School out there. He was actually originally, I believe, from Tacoma, Washington, just looking through the bio a little bit. This was consensus five-star recruit across the board number seven nationally by rivals.com he was number four overall by 247 i believe number one player in arizona across the board this guy's been a dude and he also joe listen to this one man this is awesome so of course he was a defensive back obviously Mm -hmm. on the offensive side of the ball his senior year he ran for 712 yards and 13 touchdowns on 52 carries Wow, which which means that's like I mean, let's do the math real quick on that one. I'm going to stall for one second to do 712 divided by 52. That that's is 35 yards of carry. No, that's 13.7 yards of carry. Oh, 35. I'm an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> 35. Wait, that'd be 15 and 20 carries. I'm sorry, that'd be, uh, yeah, that'd be yeah. 20 carries. It's yeah, 13.7 yards per carry as a senior on the offensive side of the football, which is. 13 touchdowns, only 52 carries, man. Wow. That's a pretty good average of a scoring per touch, right? So this kid is a dynamic athlete. Oh, and by the way, those track numbers I read to you, because he was an early enrollee, that was as a junior. So he ran 10-4-3 as a junior in high school. So this is a legit, legit fast dude, great size. Everything there is from a physical perspective, yeah. man. Everything's there. And the background is, is very appealing. Now – I'll say this about his film, and I'd love to hear if you agree or disagree with this. The the talent pops off the film quickly, right? Like the length, athleticism, you're like, oh. The closing speed, that was like immediately yeah. I made note of that. I was like, oh, oh man. shit, how when, quickly he closes and he accelerates. When, when they, and they play him in some press, but like he plays a lot of off too, and like just the, the click and close on him is just mm. exceptional for his size. All those things are very apparent. I will say this, though. He does depend on his athleticism a lot. I, I mean, so his press tech usually is pretty solid, but then there's just some points where, like, he'll give up an easy release and he'll just kind of lull a little bit because he's like, I can, I have recovery speed to work yeah. against anybody. He right? in, then he's like, there. Yeah, exactly. But against a Jamison Williams, for instance, he didn't quite have the recovery to go with a 4 3 athlete, right? So all that to say is the technique still needs to get better. And I think it's clear that we are looking at, and we should reiterate this. Last year, he was a redshirt freshman. Redshirt as a, as a true freshman. That was his first year of true playing time at Georgia. I think he played like a couple games the year before and still had the redshirt. So 
This is a one-year starter who has incredible traits, playing at a great school under a great coaching staff that is developing defensive talent at an all-time level the last couple years. I mean, they just had how many guys go in the first round last year? Like Lewis Seen, the two defensive tackles, linebacker, Quay Walker went in the first round. Like It's just an embarrassment of riches that they've had, and that's coming off a year afterwards where they had Eric Stokes and Tyson Campbell and all those dudes coming out too, right? So Georgia is developing defensive players. There's no doubt. So I have very little concern that this kid is going to be so much better this year. All that being said, though, is that he wasn't perfect last year. And no one's perfect, but he wasn't nearly as good as he can be. He was very dependent on the athleticism he had. As he improves his technique, which goes with, hey, let's be a little more aggressive at the line of scrimmage. Let's be a little more aggressive to stay in the hip pocket and and just a little more kind of pressure on the early parts of reps and not just finishing reps. If he does that, then this kid has top 10 upside, in my opinion. Like, he's that type of athlete, in my opinion. Not a top 10 player off of film last year, but top 10 player just off of traits. And he has everything in the books. It's just now about you going from a – great athlete who's a good football player to a great athlete who's also a great football player. There's a step that needs to be taken, but it's, I mean, easy to see that he can make that jump. I'm I'm definitely willing to be lenient on his technique. Like you're, you're talking about here. I, I, I am trying to be, and I think I've moderately successfully based my rankings and my decisions heavily on traits, heavily on upside for, for summer scouting, except maybe for a couple of exceptions. So I'm willing to give him that benefit of the doubt. And I think that being in, obviously, new defensive coordinator with Dan Lanning gone, being on a roster that has notoriously developed guys effectively, especially great athletes effectively. He hasn't played a lot. And I think that he's capable of taking the next step. We can't guarantee it, but history has proven itself with these Georgia guys that eventually they're going to take that next step. Based on the statement that you made, and you could probably guess because of how excited I get about height, weight, speed, guys. I am extremely bullish on Kaylee Ringo. I think that yeah. this is a top ten guy. I think that okay. yeah. he, if he takes, I, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm willing to take it a step further. I don't even think it's a could be. I think this is a top ten guy. I haven't mapped right out. Second. Yeah, I don't I haven't mapped out who my top ten is out of all the prospects. But yeah. he should be corner one. The way that he moves, how fluid he is how freaking tall he is. This is what the NFL has moved towards. And the guys that get drafted as highly as they have in the first round, the top 15 picks have the exact profiles that Kayla Ringo has. And for him to move that well, he is going to be extremely dominant at the next level. If we can see a sauce Gardner and, uh, and you have Derek Stingley go where they went, this is going to be a top 10 pick. The value for corners is so freaking high. And I think even mm-hmm. if, even if he develops, not as quickly as we're hoping for, and he just takes a slight step forward. I think teams are going to be willing to bank on bank on those those traits because they're going to think we can develop this guy. This guy is a freaking athlete, and he could be a really really good man coverage corner. No, I, I'm there with you, man. I mean, it, it's it's very easy to see the pathway for him being that high first round pick, right? Like, I mean, he's more talented than Sauce was last year. Sauce just knew how to play the position as well as yes. anybody, right? Like he was just he was just technically as sound as you're going to get from a press man corner and just playing to his length and doing all that type of stuff. If Kaylee takes a step, he could be in that same ballpark in my opinion. So I agree with you. I think in 
because we got to finish safeties next week, right? I know we'll probably want to do a mock draft at some point before the season starts, but we should definitely do like a created big board together, like going one by one and putting a, a big board together for an episode. That would be mm. a lot of fun. So maybe that's something in the works, but yeah, I think we'll, we'll do that will be high on there. Cause we have just spitballing here that we're going to wrap corners. We're going to do um, safeties next week. And then if, yep. if I am correct, the following week is the first week of college football. So that week allows us to do, I was I was spitballing in my head the other day of like how we want to yep. map that out, and I think that we could probably do like a three part big board. Like, you know, here's do we don't want, wait do we want to do a collective big board? Do we want to do like put one together or do we want to? I, I, I think if own? we I think if we create a big board together, I think it would okay. Be I think I yeah. think that would be fun as well. So why don't we we have that approach? We'll meet before we tape, and we'll do yep. the the big board, and we'll break it down by like. Here's, uh, you know, 15 through 25 here. Mm -hmm. or we might even be able to take it further than that. We'll figure it out. But I, I yeah. think that that last week we'll do a big board before the season launches. That sounds good. That sounds good. Before we talk about projections, Joe. Yes. Actually, just we reminding. Are, we you. just did talk about projections. Oh, did we talk about? Oh, yes. I'm calling about projections. Then. Yes. I have some fun news for you. Did you see uh -oh. Dame Brugler's defensive tackle board this morning? No. It's going to get you pumped, man. Guess who's number three? Nope. Guess who's number three defensive tackle was? Uh oh my oh my god I'm blanking on his goddamn name I'm I'm so rusty wait 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 my my boy no um wait give me give me one second I I'm oh, gonna you're look looking it up are you looking it up wait right wait now? I'm looking at my notes I'm looking at my notes Siaki Eco is number three yes let's yeah, go <laughs> yeah 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 Jalen Carter Brian Brissi and then Siaki Eco Dan Brugler best draft analyst out there <laughs> everyone everyone makes mistakes man every once in a while oh, dane is the best shut everyone up. makes mistakes <laughs> that makes me so freaking happy <laughs> yeah 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 all right on that note we're gonna wrap up folks thanks for tuning in and joining us today at joe delion at rise and draft we will be back with our next pairing show which is i will tell you exactly right now clark phillips and garrett garrett williams two friends of the show so stay tuned for that Coming back soon for the rest of your week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.